This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure, straight from Chicago, joy of mom, Vicky and douche, and we are ready to roll. Vicky, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Pete. Thanks for having Dush and I on. We are we love here at Halo Podcast and are excited to be here and have a really awesome conversation. Great. So 4.9 million moms and going uh, on Facebook and directly through your site. Give us the uh, backstory on how this all started and how you turned this into uh, a passion project to a profession. Okay. This is going to be a bit challenging because I'm going to take one minute and just give why this now, okay? Um, I bottom line, I've been a mom on a mission um, since I since I was a mom, and I was in media, worked at WGN Radio, lots of sports, left to write children's books, validating feelings, had an agency because one of my clients, Fannie Mae Candies, Fannie Fanny Farmer, asked me to handle their stuff, and did that for about eight-ish years. Had two miscarriages, then I couldn't get pregnant, then I had my first of my three children height of negative messages, bullying, lots of inappropriate things, bombarding kids and entertainment. And I'm just not one to sit on the sidelines. So 10, 11 at night till two, three in the morning, built, built, I'm not a coder, but did everything in building my first software music and video, wanted to test them in the distribution channels, mass specialty retail, computer bundle, direct response catalog, and had no resources, know-how, but never, as we know, never underestimate the power of having some naivete and also blind faith and grit and, you know, just perseverance in getting things done. So built these, tested them, Walmart, Discovery Toys, Zany Brainy, Gateway Computers. I'm sure I'm missing a couple of the main ones. Number one everywhere they went. Sold about over 500,000 units word of mom, I like to say. But moms wanted to join my club. I didn't have one. They wanted to do, uh, you would in today's world, call affiliate marketing. Um, wasn't equipped to do that. They wanted to know if I could distribute their products because beside creating, producing, distributing, you know, it was just from, from conception through onto a mom's front door, if you will. So I thought I'm going to find a platform looked high and low. And I'm, you know, like most parents, you, you really reach research, could not find one that felt or was authentic, pure, built on transparency and frankly earned or deserved mom's time, attention, and trust. So I do what I do. I ended up building one. I flipped over a laundry basket one night in my room. I'm not an artist. I, you know, 10,000 pieces of content later that I made in pages, which stuns everybody because they think I'm like a you know, master's in art degree. I don't make mm-hmm. content now, but I just messages poured through me, flowed through me. There was something so much higher going on. And this didn't just strike a chord with moms, but struck a nerve. So one by one, being there day in, day out from celebrations to the unthinkable. Um, when, and- when did you realize that you really had a, that, that, it, that this was a business and not just a group? Mm, I love that you say that. Um, I think, well, not, I think I went from 52 to 53 friends. It was two 30 in the morning and I was about to hop in a hot bath and I was doing the happy dance. And I was like, <laughs> I need a life here and be something much bigger is going on. Now, keep in mind the p- position I'm in I get asked, as you can imagine, you know, 20, 30 times a day, every single day to say, love the shampoo, love this. 
I don't do that. This is about how it's all about empowering moms. It's about moms first. It's about supporting, championing them. So I come at it from such a different place. And I knew when they were asking, um, you know, there's, there's chat programs, which I, not programs, there's chat groups about what skincare I use. No one even knows what skincare. It's like, and I do nothing except work and, Mm -hmm. you know, coming from passion in a different place. So I knew early on, but, and I had opportunity among opportunity. There was a, I don't even know if I should chat about this, but I'll leave names out. There was a, a big shopping app. It was a seven figure purchase order for my first out of the gate, totally tone deaf. And um, we gave the richest feedback for two months and it was all about helping improve it. They didn't care. And our moms didn't like it. They said, we love you. That's why we're, we're helping build this. We stopped it after two months. So this is about, it's, it's just it, as much as I'm a mama bear for them and them for me, we are for each other. So my thing was, which I think is important for any entrepreneur, it would have been very easy for me to monetize, but not in the way that I knew moms needed and moms deserved. I needed to find the right team. I'm sure you've talked about this on plenty of your podcasts. For me, it wasn't easy to do. For me to build a community of over 5 million people, it was just natural and organic and beautiful. But to find a team of integrity, of experience that was, you know, and it's funny, fitting that I'm wearing this shirt today. We'll go video on this. So we'll take a snapshot of that. We'll put okay. that on there. Vibes. <laughs> vibes speak louder than, than words. words. And so vibes are right there with action. And most people have words. And when it came to it, it was stunning that people had certain positions that they did. And so when you, and I'd say all the time, I'd rather have a mom or a dad on a mission, getting things done than um, resumes. And, and you're going to meet Dush in a moment. And we were introduced by a mutual friend um, just about three and a half years ago. And from our very first call, I knew that he need would need to be my partner. And I would need, it's everything he said, on our first call, we're actually doing now, but I needed to grow it. I needed to keep my, you know, just pour love and intention and do everything I'm doing and then be able to launch. You can't, when you're supporting and champing moms, you can't just say, here's one sliver. This is what we're going to do. So we are not boiling the ocean when we get into it, but everything is so beautifully and systematically sequenced, if you will. So it unfolds how it needs to. And this is, if you look at it as a trust-based community and commerce and relationship, relational marketing, if you will, not to mom, but with moms. That's a, that's a great summary. So let's bring in your partner here. Who's been very patient on the podcast. So a, uh, a, a good part of leadership skills, I'm sure. So Douche, why don't you give your background and uh, I'll go from here. Sure, Pete. Um, yeah, so I grew up in the enterprise software industry. I grew to head up sales for a Fortune 500 software company called Computer Vision. Um, and I bought the Canadian division of that company, took it private and ran it for several years, grew it and sold it. Then started another enterprise software company in the manufacturing space from scratch and grew that. And in the first four years of that company, we already had such blue chip customers as Rolls-Royce, Boeing, Ingersoll Rand, Airbus Industry, Polaroid, etc. And so we grew that, sold that company to a company based here in Boulder, Colorado. And this company that bought my business had a lot of venture funding, but didn't have much revenue. 
So they saw what we had done with our business and they said, why don't you come over and run our business? So I went into the acquiring company and ran that business for several years, grew that and sold it. And then that was the time when I was invited by the board at ClickBank to come help grow and sell ClickBank. Now, ClickBank, if you're not familiar with it, is the largest affiliate network in the world. And it's also the largest uh, membership program in the world. Uh, and so it's also the largest retailer of digitally downloadable products, uh, video courses, uh, ebooks, uh, membership programs, et cetera. So when I went to ClickBank, it was a modest sized company, about $95 million in sales annually. And uh, over time, over the six years I was there, we were able to grow it to over $550 million in sales annually. So about 500% growth in six years. Uh, we also hit a couple of very interesting milestones. We paid out over $2 billion to product sellers and affiliates for their sales through ClickBank. We also increased the membership accounts from about 850,000 when I got there to over five and a half million accounts, which then became the one of the largest membership programs in the world. Um, it was a hugely profitable company. It still is. It's still privately held. Uh, and while I achieved one part of my goal, which was to grow the company aggressively, make it hugely profitable, I didn't manage to sell it because the original founders who still own the company had uh, an expectation of value that outran the market by about 20%. So anytime you put a deal on the table, they wanted 20% more. So at the end of six years, you know, you beat me over the head six times, I eventually get the hint. So at the end of six years, I figured this was never going to sell. And so I moved on. And my wife and I, she was also at ClickBank. She was one of the founding team. And um, she had seen their revenues grow from about a million to over 450 million. She had left a year before I did. So we got together, ran our digital marketing agency. Vicky was introduced to me by a common friend of ours about three and a half years ago. And when I first met Vicky, I was absolutely amazed, not only at the size of the community. At that time, it was one and a half million moms in the community, mm -hmm. but also the engagement. So the question that came up uh, immediately in my mind was, why hasn't Vicky monetized this massive and highly engaged community? And as we continued our conversation over time, it became very clear she didn't have the team to do that mm -hmm. and wasn't possible to do it by herself. So anyway, we continued our conversation, staying in touch, you know, every few months until fast forward about six months ago when Vicky was starting to have more serious conversations with investors. And she said, would you, would you jump on and help? So initially I came on as an advisor and very soon as we started to have these conversations with investors, it became very clear that this needed to be a single-minded, devoted effort to take this company forward. And so I decided to jump on as chief operating officer and my wife continues to run our digital agency. And so in the time that uh, I've, I've come on as a full-time chief operating officer in the last six months, we've had some amazing conversations. And while, while we're on the topic, let me just talk very quickly about the size and engagement of the community. This is absolutely staggering. Every post that Vicky puts out gets one and a half billion annual impressions. One and a half billion people see a post from, mm -hmm. by Vicky. Every post, right? When she puts out a video, 334 million annual views. That's more than, it's almost a million views a day to every video, right? And you might think, oh, these are videos that people are just scrolling right through. 
if you look at the engagements, there's 80 million annual engagements. This is engagements meaning people who have liked, shared, or commented on these videos, 80 million a year. And the average monthly reach used to be about 40 million. And now over the last 45 to 50 days, it's gone up to 60 million. 60 million people reached average monthly, right? Mm -hmm. This is absolutely amazing. And the most interesting part of it is that this is completely organic. Not Mm -hmm. one like or share or view has been paid for it ever. That's amazing. So when you look at this and, you know, as, as we were talking about, and I was the first one to bring it up, you know, last call, you know, monetize the community. I think that might be a disingenuous term. We're really trying to optimize the community and provide value and get some of the value back to us as revenue in the company. So I'm not going to use the term monetize the community. I was thinking about the people I consider part of my community. I'm not going to monetize them. I'm just going to help them be better. Exactly. And then I get some value out of that transaction, if you will, right? Or out Absolutely. of that relationship. So, you know, it was funny. Dave and I run this uh, uh, Halo Academy and um, we, we had a case study and we, we split everyone into different teams and we said, okay, here's the amount of money you have. Here's the company. And tell us what you're going to do with the money and, and what's your 100-day plan. Um, there were three teams and there were three completely different strategies that were going to be deployed by very smart people. Um, so how do you look at companies um, such as this? And, you know, is there, you're a serial, successful serial entrepreneur. Do you have... Um, you know, a, a methodology, you know, is everything kind of pre, you know, scripted based on, you know, uh, probably a balance between your, your gut and your, uh, and, and the data? That's a great question. So let me answer it this way. Um, a lot of people have, in fact, asked me the exact same question. So, you know, you've, you've done this multiple times, you've bought and sold companies, you've grown them, sold them. Why are you here? So there are two reasons. One is an emotional reason. The other is a rational reason. Let me go with the emotional reason first. Um, anything I am today, I owe it to my mom. She, she raised me. She was an extremely strong woman who gave me incredible values, a fabulous education. And um, I'm eternally indebted to my mom. So I'm here primarily as a tribute to my mom and uh, some, some way by which I can give back to the moms of the world. Because I do believe that they are the most influential in creating the next generation uh, of citizens of our world and our country. The second is the more rational reason, which is when I looked at the level of engagement and the size of the community, in general, you find that when the community grows, engagement drops, because it's hard to keep that level of engagement with that size of community. The paradoxical thing about Joy of Mom is that the engagement has continued to grow along with the size of the community. So when I look at it and see all the things you can do, and we can talk a little bit about all the various things that we have in plan that we're rolling out, it is, it is an opportunity to give moms an opportunity, a way by which they can have their voices heard and at the same time monetize their daily activities to the extent they want to. Give them an opportunity to unlock their economic value. So so in looking at this, this is a unicorn. This is a unicorn in the making. And I I felt like I needed to be here. Yeah. So Vicky, you know, as you thought about, and and you met three and a half years ago, so probably somewhat of the longest job interview uh, that I've been a part of, but I actually 
recently thought about hiring someone and we've known each other for 22 years. So um, that's kind of how, how life goes. You know, how, how do you think about, um, you know, professionalizing the business, even though you've run it professionally, you know, bring in outside advice and, and voices and still say, you know what, I, this has gotten to the point where I, I kind of have to almost like your, your child leaving your house. Like at some point I've got to let it go and, and kind of let it grow on its own because it's taken on a life of its own. So how do you, you know, we've got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. Um, and there's always, you know, Hey, I want to do everything. Um, I don't want to take an outside capital because I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. Um, at the same time, they're like, wow, if I had outside capital, you know, I can, I can influence 10 times the amount of people. I know what influence I've had on my current community. So let it go because it's going to reach more people, even though if I'm not the, the ultimate decision maker on every single thing that happens. I'm very glad you asked me that. And I hope, which I'm sure there are a lot of entrepreneurs listening. I couldn't be more delighted and grateful because I can't serve and do everything that I need to do. And, and it's, you know, I can't also tell you what you can imagine how many people just see dollar signs when they see moms. But by us having a team and bringing in the capital and we had one round, we're, we're actually closing it today. We're starting our new one. I mean, it just was like, boom, mm -hmm. of right aligned people and how, when everything is so lined up, it's like there's this magnetic energy, if you will, attracting the right people. Dush and his team, and although the other members of the team, the CMO, CTO, chief architect, officer, haven't started yet. We're having weekly meetings with them now going mm -hmm. on like a month and a half dushes and then with the CMO weekly and to see how deeply they care and their expertise. So our moms for this is a way that we could serve them support. Every time we have these conversations, they want to jump off to have deeper ones. Um, one of our things, I don't know if we're going to get into the, the different areas of joy mom, but we have a mom marketplace. We call it mm -hmm. mom market. Our moms, everything we're launching is what they're already doing. We're just giving them more seamless tools. And when you're in a trust-based ecosystem, which is what we are right. have, it's um, to be able to make their activities more seamless is a dream of mine. So bottom line, I have given this baby roots. This has been my fourth child but I could finally get back to doing my pop-ups and coffee shops, my drop-ins, my all those things that I need to do versus wearing every single hat. And I just think it's so important to know, you know, what your strengths and your passions are. And as an entrepreneur, you've got to wear many hats. And if you survive, you get to be very good at wearing those many hats. So um, it's about the team because they can accelerate and give the swings. And our moms, we've done surveys, 96%, 100% said they would come to a private platform. 96% wow. will come to a paid platform. And that 4% all wrote personal notes in the survey. They're having tough times now. We want to, I mean, it's like you, you can't imagine the, the love and the bond you know, this is like, you know, they, they prefer each other's their tribe. It's like, I found my people. That's, that's so, amazing. So when you think, well, go in 1999, I used to work at a private equity fund and uh, we were tinkering with investing in the internet. And I showed some projections to the managing partner 
And he's like, look, this company's not going to grow as quick as you think it's going to grow that we were looking at. Uh, he's like, you know what, did you build something of value? And when you want to sell it, someone's going to pay you for the value that you've delivered. So as you think about this, you know, on your COO role um, and, and what you're embarking on here, you know, the hardest part is getting the community, right? So I, you have the community, you know, nurture that and then kind of see what works without, you know, trying to put uh, the joy of mom on a treadmill, you know, at, at a level 12. So how do you think about, obviously you've been around the block, uh, you've seen what works, you know, fast growth sometimes kills companies, fast growth sometimes energizes, probably medium growth is a sustainable, you know, way to think about it and where everyone feels like, okay, we're, we're ready for the next opportunity. So what's your philosophy related to that and how you look at this? Yeah, that's a great question. So. Um, in the company before ClickBank, the technology that we had powered marketplaces. And so we powered a number of B2B marketplaces. And in every single one of those situations, the marketplace was built first and they went looking for the community to trade on the marketplace. Now here, the hard part has already been done. It's building that community of highly engaged people that's already there. So. Um, exactly as Vicky mentioned just a minute ago, all of the things that we're building on the Joy of Mom platform, which is Mom Market, uh, a way by, by which moms can buy and sell gently used articles of clothing, toys, et cetera, to free up some cash, uh, or opportunities for them to sell things of their own creation, right? Which think of Etsy. Uh, moms are crafters, they're quilters, they create jewelry. All these kinds of products can be featured on uh, market. Um, so there's a revenue model there from transaction fees, listing fees, and advertising. Mom map is a way by which moms can connect in a map-based way with other moms to set up play groups, to have other mom-based activities um, or, or products and services shown to them. And again, the revenue model there is advertising. There's mm -hmm. All of these things are things that moms are already doing on a one-to-one -one basis. Right. So, and they've all asked us, can you please step in and, you know, help us organize this in a more seamless way? Because as the community grows, it becomes extraordinarily difficult for a trust based transaction to take place. So, if we are the trusted third party in the middle, not only do you have the opportunity for moms to engage and connect with one another, but you also have the opportunity for them to unlock their economic value in a trust based way. Um, so that so the way we're looking at this is building out the platform in such a way that we offer them incredible value and stickiness where mm -hmm. we we serve their needs and the valuation will follow right exactly as you said Pete right. um, you know if we're able to deliver which we absolutely believe and we're absolutely confident we can deliver absolutely incredible value then the valuation will be there. That's not the problem. So we're not concerned so much about focused purely on the monetization, but rather on providing that trust-based value to moms. And the value is immense when you have the size of the community. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, um, you know, to use analogies, kind of meet up meets Etsy, you know, meets a good housekeeping stamp of approval. We could probably exactly. go on and on. It's the yep. uh, word association game here. Um, so Vicky, as, as you think about this, you know, as we kind of come out of the pandemic here and people start meeting up again, 
how how much of there is how much of is there a need for human interaction? Um, you know, I think that the, the meetup and the ability to find someone on a map is, you know, going to be essential for people getting back to some semblance of normalcy and, you know, meeting people in a trusted way seems to be, I don't know where else you would go for that. Um, besides a joy, a mom type of trusted platform. It's not like you're just getting picked up by an Uber and dropped off, but you're actually, you know, We're fostering real relationships. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so how, how do you think about that as, you know, on the mapping side? Cause I think that's something that really hasn't, it's been tried, but it hasn't really been successful in, in any other okay. category. What's interesting, we actually tested it and I mentioned it like less than five minutes and we had a flock we had and they said it's not fully functional. You know, we're just wanted and they were they were connecting based on needs and passions and interests. So what happens and this will answer your question when we jump on a live stream and if somebody is sharing you know, difficult news, or they just found out their child's on the spectrum or has allergies and has ADD, or, you know, they have to care for their parents. You it's, they our moms mobilize like it's, and they're putting their phone numbers and comments on Facebook. They're putting their kids' names, they're putting their addresses. And I'm like, you guys delete it now. And they're like, Vicki, it's joy mom. I'm like, it's Facebook. You just mm-hmm. can't, you know, and then the conversations in our private group are you know, beyond, they're telling us about they're getting divorced before. And I'm like, are you sure your husband's not listening? I mean, you, you see <laughs> vulnerability. So anyway, what they're able to connect because whether a mom lives in Sioux City, Iowa, Scottsdale, uh, I never say it's Saskatchewan. You know, I mean, it's, it's like all over when I see North Vietnam, South Sweden, you know, Bahamas, you, my, we're mm-hmm. mostly domestic, but we're also global footprint. We're going through the same thing. So they are connecting it. This, what we do here, it transcends anything with politics, anything with like where someone is on their journey. What, what are the, the ties that bind us together are motherhood. Now, through the pandemic, our moms have been saying, I need human connection. How can I, where can I, what do you recommend? I can't believe how much that they're feeling. They always felt isolated alone, but this was at a whole new level because in addition to all the many hats we wear, we've all had to step up as warriors, including being teachers or, you know, you know, (laughs) <laughs> all those things. And I'm, sure. I'm seeing, you know, on our, you know, just how, how much is scored. Um, so the need for human connection now more than ever, and our base is large enough, but I'm also, we're part of, I, I have, we have deep relationships with other niche communities who we're going to be announcing are going to be coming under umbrella as well. That's so great. this is, it's not just, it's mom to mom, but it's moms from one to many, but there's nothing, I mean, Moms have named their kids after each other. It's, it's. <laughs> that works well. And so in some companies, you get to the point where you want to set up a brand ambassador program. It sounds like you already have one. We're, we're living it. Right. Yeah, we're the yeah. moms themselves. Literally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so in closing here, so we're, we're closing around today. So that's going to be a couple of weeks uh, at once we publish this out. We, you know, what, what's, what do you see over the next three to six months? Uh, either from initiatives that you're going to do internally or uh, uh, potential announcements or uh, key hires that we can think about um, making sure we get the right people over to you. 
Absolutely. So the first, um, this, this round closes today. So that gives us uh, the fuel we need to go build out the platform. We've already built a prototype and much of it has been tested out uh, with the moms and they love it. So we're going to start to build out the platform in earnest, uh, bring on the team, the C-suite team and lots of the, the, the actual players um, and roll out the platform to a small group of maybe 60 or 70 moms initially uh, so that they can torture test it, make sure that it's beta tested thoroughly. And then we roll it out to the larger community. So um, we're gonna be having furious amount of development and uh, other activities going on over the next little while. And then we have another round We'll, we'll close some point in the future. Uh, and that's that's to give us the, the catapult into the second stage. Great. Well, we are big fans of what you're doing. We've only known each other for a couple months, but there's already been material progress since we had our first uh, conference call deep into the pandemic, Vicky. So congrats on Thank the closing. You. Congrats on the team that you built. Congrats on having Haley involved, which is always beneficial for anyone involved. Uh, and we uh, we look forward to being a part of uh, helping you continue to grow and getting the message out and uh, making sure that this becomes the trusted community of choice for uh, for everyone globally. So congrats on what you built and look forward to the uh, update calls. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. much. All right. I'll talk to you Thanks. soon. Thanks, Hal. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. I want to thank my friends at Burn B-R-R-R-N for sponsoring this podcast. They are the innovative company behind the world-renowned Burn Board. Many of you don't know, I was one of the top roller hockey players in all of Nassau County back in 1988 to 1990. If I had a Burn Board, watch out, I would probably be an NHL legend. Got a seven-day free trial on their on-demand library of hundreds of workouts. $30 off the purchase. Check it out at shop.theburn.com. We'll have it in the show notes. Use the checkout code HALO and go burn it on the burn board. Ice hockey in your living room at home fitness. Low cost, low tech, low impact. Go Halo, burn it up.